Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. This episode is brought to you by Lalo Tactical. For the very best in tactical boots, tactical shoes, and workout shoes, go to www.lalo.com. Use the code Maximus20 for a huge discount. Don't forget to make sure you put Maximus shoes in your training cart. That's the most important thing you can buy from them. The most important. By far. We're also sponsored by... Nitor Performance, N-I-T-O-R, performance.com. It's an incredible protein. It's something that we use all the time, that we uh, greatly enjoy the taste of and delivers real results to people. Uh, It mixes easily in four ounces of water, no clumps, no sawdust, doesn't (laughs) give you gas. gas. I mean, it it really is great stuff. So use the code MAXIMUSPODCAST and, and go there and order yourself some stuff. Today, uh, we have a very special podcast. Uh, Joe and I are in Los Angeles, a yep. uh, beautiful city, and uh, really filled with some, you know, some really good trainers. Yeah, and, and a lot of trainers we really, really respect, people yeah. we look up to. And today, we got to speak to one of the absolute best and spend some time with him in his gym. His name's Gunnar Peterson. Uh, for those of you that don't know Gunnar Peterson, he's one of the most well-known famous trainers Mm -hmm. uh, in the world. There was one person that you could think of when you talk about like the king of celebrity trainers. It's probably him. I mean, he he would, he wouldn't call himself that. No, he's a humble guy. But I mean, for his, uh, his background and what he's done, I mean, he's trained everybody who's anybody. Yeah. Really much. Uh, He's featured all the time in Allure, Elle magazine, in style, in touch weekly, Mm -hmm. us weekly, men's health, women's health, self and other magazines. Mm -hmm. He's worked with the Kardashian sisters, Mm -hmm. JLo, Sylvester Stallone, uh, Dwayne Johnson. You would know him as the rock Pete Sampras, uh, arguably the greatest tennis player of all time. Yeah. He's, uh, the head strength and conditioning coach for the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this list doesn't even scratch the surface of who's he's worked with. Um, Seeing his gym today and all the memorabilia he has and the people he's worked with, it it really is quite incredible. Yeah, that's um, cool. But he's also much more than just a trainer. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a very bright, gifted person. Yeah, like, really super, super intelligent. Knows the craft. Under understands like the psychology of training, not just the the textbook like sets and reps and all that yeah. stuff. That like that goes without saying. He's he's good. He's real good. When you look at his education, he's a graduate of Duke University mm-hmm. uh, in Durham, North Carolina. He's got degrees in physical fitness, psychology, and nutrition. He's got his CSCS certification, mm-hmm. uh, which is a certified strength and conditioning specialist. He's got a National Strength Conditioning Association certified personal trainer mm-hmm. tag. Um, he's also certified by the American Council on Exercise. I mean, he really does have a huge uh, education yeah. or level of education yeah. under his belt. And that's why, you know, we, we were talking to him and he really is one of the few people in the industry I really, really respect. Yeah. He's, uh, I, I think you said it in the interview. Um, but like I go to his Instagram and I learn something. Yes. And, and that's not to say, and we'll cover this. I mean, mm-hmm. you'll hear some of the interview and stuff like that, but it's not to say that like, there's only one person in the industry I respect. That's not right. true. I yeah. mean, there are quite a few people who I respect, mm-hmm. but there are saying that, that it's quite a few, Joe. Uh, there's also millions and millions and millions of charlatans, fakes, yeah. frauds on the internet yeah. as well, professing to know the industry. I mean, this guy's yeah. he's the real deal. Yeah, and that's how I would describe him. He is the real deal. 
So yeah, while we're here in LA, we had the the opportunity to go down to his facility and meet him there. Uh, so we got to hang out in the gym, and uh, we we rolled on it. So we we've got an interview with Gunner. Um, we will have that here in its entirety, and then uh, I guess we'll check in after you've had a chance to listen to it. So without further ado, here is our interview with Gunner Peterson. Welcome to the Maximus Podcast. We're here uh, with Gunner. Gunner, how are you? I'm always good. That's a frame of mind, man. It's a decision. Always good. We're here in Gunner's gym. Uh, Gunner is one of the trainers that we really respect in the industry. Uh, Gunner, I'll put this out there. I don't respect many people, to tell you the truth, because I feel that... Now I'm, now I'm honored. You're honored. <laughs> um, no, to, to be honest with you, I feel that this industry as a whole is filled with a lot of fake shit. We were actually having a talk kind of off... Say. Interview even, even here in LA, yeah, LA. even here in LA, <laughs> shocker. <laughs> but we were we were having to talk kind of off off interview about how you, like I go at people a lot on the internet because I don't like this fake bullshit. And so when we find good people, we I would, I would imagine that you would go after people in person too. It's not just on the internet. I don't see you hiding behind the keyboard. Yeah, no, no, no. And I'm like <laughs> I'm old enough to remember when you could smack people not on Facebook. That's like actually yeah, a, yeah. That's actually a thing. But we wanted to talk to you a little bit about. Uh, the gym, what you do. Um, right now, you're the head strength and conditioning coach for the Lakers. How did how did that come about for you? Uh, when the new regime took over, I went down and, and met with them and discussed it and talked about where I thought they could go from a strength and conditioning standpoint to improve and to put a system in place. And, and I guess whatever I said worked, and they asked me to join them. The first year was interesting because I didn't travel with the team. So it's hard to connect that way. It's um, There's always a little re-entry period when they came back from road trips. And then last year I traveled, and this year I'll travel starting, uh, starting tomorrow, actually. Now, you you have a huge background in, in what I call physiology, sports science, stuff like that. I wondered this from the outside. But I've only been doing it for 30 years. 30 years? Just 30, yeah. <laughs> was, was part of the Lakers' job for you like a, like a chance to, quote-unquote, work with real athletes, work with people that are like playing a sport? Was there any part of you that felt that way? No, or was I, it more just another job, if you will? No, it's never a job. I can't work like that. I'm driven Got a little differently. Um, I've worked with NBA guys for, I had worked with NBA guys for over 20, 21 years before this job, but it was always the off season. So many of them come here in the off season in the summer and and I became, it's like the mistress trainer, right? They're real trainers, they're head strength conditioning coach, but when they're away from that, they have another trainer yep. just so they can stay on their game. It's a, it's a year-round sport like all of them are now, right? The stakes are just too high for guys to have other jobs in the off-season and then go back and use training camp to get in shape. That doesn't happen anymore. So these guys train, and I've trained and had, you know, um, friendships and relationships with these guys for so many years. So when this came up, it was like, oh, I'm going to do it full-time. I'm going to get to be that guy. And it was a challenge and it was interesting. And there's something about investing and, and just going all the chips in on that. So I like that. It was, a, it was the right time. It was a yeah. stars one. And I'll let you know where I'm, where I'm asking from. You're one of the people on the internet that I learn from. Like I go check out your page. I see what you're doing with people. Yeah, that's, that's a two-way street because uh, I learned from yours too. Thank you. Especially um, when, you, when you started with the Lakers. You're doing a lot of stuff with Kyle Kuzma. And I was watching like him on like a ball and stuff. I'm like... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe steal that for a second, but there is it's a business of poaching. Yeah, but yeah, there is that, and and I've got this a little bit. There is almost a negative connotation when you're a celebrity trainer. 
so to speak. I never, like, I never use that word. Like all he does is he trains actors and actresses mm-hmm. like it's somehow a downgrade. There's this movement in the fitness but field. look at that picture. Look at that middle picture right there. Sylvester Stallone playing Bush Ghazi yep. in Rambo 3. So he's an actor. I will give, I'll give you that, right? Yep. Academy Award nominated. Also Academy Award winner, writing standpoint. But you can't look at that picture and tell me that's not an athlete. Yeah, well, for sure. That's an athlete, man. And so I don't make the distinction actor-athlete. To me, it's... It's all the same. Yeah, everybody's an athlete. Life's the sport, whether it's it's you picking your kid up and and throwing him, wrestling into the pool, whatever it is. Those are movements, right? Multiplanar, uh, high to low, with load, uneven load. That's just life. So I don't train them like... I don't train actors any differently from, from athletes. I would say I poach more from an athlete workout to someone in the entertainment business, but I don't I don't not use something I use with an actor with an athlete just because it was used with an with an actor or anybody entertainer. Yeah, and would you I mean, would you extend that to people at home too? Because I, I feel that it's actually funny in our gym we've got NBA guys, NFL guys, ultimate fighters. I don't really train them any different than I do a soccer mom. Same. Like it's all the exact right. same. It's just they happen to do a the different thing. Are. So the difference has come in uh, what's the end goal, right? Is it or is it body comp? Is it increased endurance? Is it is it more lean tissue? Is it size? Are we trying to change the way um, you know the shoulder to hip ratio? What, what is it aesthetic? What's the goal? And then the movements, how you put them in, how you sequence them, how much rest time you take, how much you overload, how often you train in a week, how long the training session, and all that stuff changes. Yeah. With all the stuff you do, the Lakers, the, the actors, the normal people, what's the biggest challenge you have across the board? Sleep. The training people, getting them to sleep. Oh, for them. So I think for me. Yeah, no, for yeah. you, for uh, them. For me, it's sleep all day. For them, um, you can't be responsible. Like somebody you train, you can't, you can't take all the credit, you can't take all the blame because they're with you, right? 168 hours in a week. How many hours are they with me? Are they with me six, five, four? Because it's not more than six. Is it down to two? So now the other 166 hours, how can you govern that? How can you influence that? How can you make sure that they're making the right choices as often as possible? They're never going to do it all the time. How, how hard are you? Because this is something that you don't see behind the veiled curtain of Instagram, if you will. How hard are you or how hard are you at enforcing that. Not at all. Not at all. You are a grown-ass person. Yep. I am not your nanny. I'm happy to help. I'm happy to give you uh, tips, tricks, anything that I know has worked for me. And, and I'll, I'll engage other specialists, um, whether it's nutrition, you want a sleep expert, you want um, you want to cook, uh, different from nutrition, right? Somebody actually prepare what the nutritionist is. You want meal delivery. Um, I'll give you any doctor I can help you with. You want an allergist. But at the end of the day, you have to do this on your own. But I think you should take pride in that. Yeah, and you don't have to name names here. Do you ever have to fire people as clients? So that's funny. I, that's a misnomer. You can't fire someone who hired you. Okay. You can quit. Yeah. But that makes you a quitter. Got you. So you hear that with trainer. I fired them. No, no, jackass. You didn't fire anybody. They hired you. You quit. I get it. It doesn't work. So if I feel like something's not working or if we're not the best mix, um... I don't want you to stop training because I think training everybody should. I'll find a way to move you to another trainer schedule. Got you. But never, it's never personal. And, and I can take a lot of a lot of uh, head bumping, right? Like maybe we don't get along or maybe we see things differently. I never discuss politics. I never discuss religion. I don't get into that. 
I'm not a yes man necessarily in terms of, you know, oh, this was a great movie. I might say, oh, yeah, I, it wasn't my favorite, but I'm not going to I'm not here to argue. I don't need yeah. that all day. We're here to do a job. I mean, really. Yeah, let's work out. Let's have some fun during the workout. Let's make it engaging so that it's a positive thing for you and you want to come back tomorrow. And I, I never badger you. Like, if you don't, if you cancel or if you just no show, I never call back. I never call back. My thought is, you know where I am. We both have it on text that you were supposed to be here at 11. You're not here. You'll reach out when you need to. I don't judge that. Things happen in people's lives. Sometimes they have to miss a workout. And they'll no. circle back. I, I don't want to be the guy who you go, oh my God, this guy's texting me again. What is this drill? I'll never be that guy to anybody. I think that's an incredibly matured way to look at it. Did it take I'm you some? Shit, yeah. Did it take you some time to come to this though? Because no, I've always been that guy. You've always been that yeah, guy. Yeah, but also, I don't want to. I don't want to date you if you don't want to date me. Okay. Right. If you don't want to train with me, I don't want to train. I don't want you to train with me. I, don't, I think that would be. So you've never. That's, that's making for a bad day for everybody. Yeah. You've never went through the thing where like someone leaves to work out at another gym and you're kind of like. Oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. hurts. Let's be. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah, it hurts. Or you see the person posting a picture and you're like. Why is she training with him? What did I do? And yeah, you go through that for sure. But then you just go, ah, probably works out right. Has that gotten easier as you got more into the industry though? Like to just, just the whole zero fucks given thing. Like I, I, I feel like it, when all these kids that are 25, 30, they're very into their own ego. And by the time you kind of get to our age, you hit you over your forties. It's kind of like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. You just, but some people, and they, in fairness to them, they were raised with, the social media filter right in front of them so that's what they know I have to remind myself oh god I gotta post something today oh yeah 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 and and the girl who works with me and my wife will also say you haven't posted in a couple of days ago yeah I got nothing I don't know what do we do what do we to post in this day and age with all this new stuff because like, we're from the day and age where I would have to call you up on a landline yeah. and I'd have to make sure I couldn't call you at 10 o'clock at night because yeah. your kids are sleeping yeah. has it been an adjustment for you to play the whole social media game or has social, it been pretty... The social media game is, uh, has been a monster adjustment, and I wasn't going to get into it. And I had... Um, actually, the person who got me on Twitter was Kim Kardashian, and the person who got me on Instagram was Kris Jenner. Okay. They said, you have to do this. I go, that's not me. That's not who I am. That's not what I'm about. I'm not selling anything. They go, but you will one day, and if you want to, you have to have built this base. And Smart they advice. It's great advice. And, and I'll say this. It's funny. With them in, in particular... You hear some negatives. You hear some things. I want to copy everything they do because they're they and get, well. You should. If there's one family that I look at who's got that stuff down, it's them. It's like the social media thing. They are way ahead of the curve, which is pretty incredible. So you said you don't. Have, you started with you don't respect a lot of people. I get that. I understand, and I think most people deserve that, or they or you yep. come by that right. They earn that in yep. fairness to a lot of them. But there's some really good. Uh, not just trainers, but good people out here in the fitness industry, right? Yeah. And if you if you avail yourself to them, if you if you open your doors, a lot of times um, there's two of us across it. Like the guys who were over last night at my house, one trainer, two strength coaches. It's just sort of and my nutrition guy, yeah. my the guy who created Theragun was there. Like just good people around you. And that's one thing I'm glad you say that because I I shoot my mouth off a lot when I say I don't respect a lot of people. There's like that good and bad of social media that, and I think maybe I see it clearer because I'm older and remember existing without social media, but you have access to some of the best people in the world. Like if I'm still from Canada and there's no social media or no cell phone, 
I don't get influenced by you. I don't learn from you. I don't, I don't, I don't need no, no. you, right? So that's the good. Yeah. The bad is, along with that, you've got 19 million people to sort through. Taking shots. Who are, who are taking yeah. shots Every at you. Day while you're asleep, you wake up mm-hmm. to a nasty comment. Yeah. I was sleeping. Why did you do that to me? Buying followers. So it's even hard to tell who's real and who's not real anymore. I can't, I can't get it. Fake blue check marks. Like there's a <laughs> whole, he knows there's a whole. I don't know anything. Honestly, I'm game here. Take, I'm, this is all new. <laughs> you know? That's crazy to me. So tell me about in terms. The fact that you would take food out of your kid's mouth to buy a number of followers that says you have whether they exist or that's insanity to me. it's the thing now it's like a like a like a big thing so it's, it's, it's actually kind of funny so moving away from that a little bit you've trained a lot of great athletes you've trained uh actors actresses normal people who are uh three people off the top of your head that would surprise the general public with their work ethic like we were talking about Sly Stallone how He's a genuine athlete. Like some of the stuff that he does is pretty incredible. But do you have some people that you think would really surprise people with how capable they are? Uh, Pete Sampras. Okay. Tennis player. I don't think people, I mean, obviously incredible tennis player. I mean, what he did on the the court was incredible. Uh, Unparalleled at the time, right? Records, majors, all that. Uh, Can also hit a golf ball 300 plus yards. Can also dunk a basketball. I mean, he's an incredible athlete. Absolutely incredible athlete. Um, work ethic, that's hard to say because I don't know what people think. I look at the people, and this is one of the reasons I like taking on, um, I like being around people who are highly achieved and who've done great things in whatever their field is. It's, there's something um, motivating to wrong with, there's something interesting about that. What makes that person tick? Why does that person do that? Why does somebody want to get into another field and push and do that? Um, so I like being around it. Jennifer Lopez, like the work ethic is ridiculous. Well, and it's it's actually funny too because you bring her up. She was just on because I'm on my social media all the time. She wore that Versace dress, like a green one, that lit Google on fire in like 2000, and it's 19 years later. It's your work. I like it. No, no, but, <laughs> but no. Back then, I, I was yeah, yeah, I was working with Jen back then. But now I'm not working with her. But you see it, and you're just like. It doesn't matter who's working with them. She does the work. We have to give them the credit. They work hard. The people who are at that level, in my experience, the people who are at that level, in that that rare air, that top tier of people in their field, the common denominator is they work their asses off. And people don't want to hear that. No. Oh, it's lucky. Great genetics. No. No. But that's what I was just going to say. She just posted herself in that same dress. It's like the same thing. And she's 50. And like I joke, I'm like, whatever water she's drinking, I need it. Because like, and it's funny that you can look at a 50-year-old that looks like she did when she was 20 and people's first reaction is, she's lucky. Or Mm -hmm. she, no, no, no. I can tell you what that is. But that's people because they want to... Uh, they want to soften the landing for themselves on where they are in their life. It makes you feel better, right? You don't get taller standing on anybody else, period. It makes you feel better about your station in life if you can knock somebody else who's at a higher station. That's just human nature. I see that all the time. Yeah, it always oh, happens. that guy's on Roy's. And what? Even if he is, he's crushing it in the gym, period. Whoever that he is, right? You don't just take roids and sit on a couch and inflate and get muscular and vascular. That doesn't happen. So they're still doing the work. And how do you know that person doesn't have a testosterone count in the single digits and, and medically needs that? Well, it's really funny. I actually was talking about this the other day. The guy who's on TRT because he refuses to sleep better, refuses to eat better, right. doesn't want to work out, 
will criticize a dude on steroids. And I'm like, they're the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't sit here and criticize one totally. You know, for for the other, uh, would you say because something that, that uh, that's another thing. I've had clients say to me, "At your age, Gunner, you should be on something." And I go, "Here's here's how I look at that. I'm not opposed. To, I'm not on anything. I've never been on." My thought is, when I can look in the mirror and say, "My hydration's on point. My nutrition's on point. My sleep's on point. My training's on point. I'm managing my stress levels well. I can't affect the change in my body." I can't. It's 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 out of my it's out of my possibility. I can't do it now. I will consider it. But until then, so far up until today, I can look in the mirror and say, I'm not doing something right. Mm. Food was off. My workout was shitty. This happened, and it's always pilot error, always. So and when it's not, I'll I'll reach out for help. So that really blends with something I've I've wanted to ask you since you said it. You don't really chase people. You don't, because you said you 168 hours in a week. You can't control to a degree what someone's doing 160. You're not their nanny. Do you find, because I call myself this sometimes, that you're more of a expectation adjuster versus being a yeah. trainer? So I talk about man, expectation management. We do all the time. That's a huge, but I think that's with your kids. That's with your spouse. That's with yourself. That's with your clients. Yeah, that's huge. We have, like, to, we have to go, what, are, what do you think is going to happen? You're coming here to train. I have a guy now training for a show or something, and uh, the production allowed him uh, two workouts a week, five weeks out from when they're going to start filming. Listen, what do you think I'm going to do? But but hang on, we can do something for sure. But what do you think is going to happen? Because I want to hear this to make sure that I put that. I give you some perspective. Right? You're not putting on 20 pounds of lean tissue and that that's just doesn't work the body well, doesn't work like that people want something for nothing and that's what I find like telling people like going back to the sleep the doing everything perfect the water the food the everything it's like if you're not doing that you're not going to get fit like that's what I you know and I find telling people like I'm damn good at what I do but if you're going to go fuck up everything we've done in here for an hour for the rest of the day I can't help you right. you know and some people are cool with it some people have a hard time and they, they, they bounce so they go somewhere else how's, how's your diet are you a solid are you Pretty clean eater. Hell no. <laughs> now, 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 to be fair, there's also a performance metric there. So I weigh 255 pounds. My goal is to be 287.3. I know. I follow. You're, you're, you're on. I see more pictures of your scale than I have of my own. Thank you. So it's a big part of my life. It's I weigh myself all the time. So for me, I look at diet as there's no such thing as a perfect diet for everyone all around. For sure. I don't eat the cleanest to get calories in. But if you ask me if it's good for my health, the answer is no. Okay. In fact, I have this other thing. So this is a line I use when people say, God, you eat a ton of salmon. First of all, I like salmon. Second nope. of all, I know it works in my body. Third of all, I put myself under a pretty hard schedule when I get up and what I have to deliver physically every day. Nope. And then I joke and I go, this is not an accident. Yeah. You haven't eaten enough today. I go, do you think I maintain this weight my entire life? Because I'm not eating enough? Is yeah. that what you think? By do you not think I leave attention. here and don't eat? How do you think I stay this weight all the time? That's funny. Um, the other thing with that, though, is like when other people are looking for dietary advice, it's like they don't take all those factors in, the performance, mm-hmm. the health. the One of the things I always joke about, I don't know if you go through this with your clients, but at some point, I've got to make a decision to lose weight, too, because you don't see big old people. Like, when's the last time you saw somebody apart from... Sylvester Stallone, but like you don't see a lot of 65-year-old jack dudes walking around that are like 255, 275. Like something's got to give at some point. So if you're playing with that now, you're 41, and you're going to get to that 287 number or 287 and a half, like you said, 
uh, my bet is you don't plan on being that when you're 70. Nope. I, I, I don't think I'll be alive. Like, I'll be one of those WWE superstars mm-hmm. that's, that's gone by the wayside. So, right, right now, is for performance. Right. But that's... But this is the time to do it. Because when you're in your 60s, for you to go, you know what, I think I want to jack myself up to 270. That's, that's a, that's a you, tougher yeah. one to crack. Do you work with people, speaking of that? Because everything that you do, I look at as performance-oriented. So if you're if you're training one of the Kardashians, it's performance oriented. Like they need to look a certain way. That's sure. their job. That's their money. If you're high school, you need to look a certain way. If you're one of the basketball players, like from the Lakers, you have to play. Do you train anybody just for what I call fun? Do you have any clients that just want to come in and work think, out? Like I, I with think no some, real. I think some of the people that come in know that um, it's a part of their day. Okay. It's there's the workout. There's the work, there's the shower, there's the kids. There's, it's just something they do part of their day. And um, you do say, I just want to maintain, which uh, you're organic, so you can't maintain, right? Either striving to get better or allowing yourself to get worse. There's no such thing as maintenance. I just want to stay at this weight. Oh, we can stay at the weight. That's fine. But in terms of body comp, that's going to, based on what we do, that's going to change. So there are some people who definitely come in to work out because they know it's the right thing to do and they check the box and they worked out and they don't, this is not the end all be all for them. And that's fine. I think that's good. That's healthy. I don't think everybody needs to be pushing. Push. It's good to have goals, whether short term, long term. And, and I have to set up for myself too, because I don't have, you know, when I start a season, I'm not performing. I'm not playing a sport. Do you have a trainer? I train with my other trainer, Brad Siska. Okay, so you guys are like training partners. Then, Correct. If you but will. to me, that's a tra- and And we send each other a ton of stuff on social media or we read an article or he'll find a book and, and we go back and forth and all that. We try a bunch of different stuff. We okay. stay open to anything and everything. So for you, uh, trainer of the Lakers, celebrity trainer, uh, brilliant guy in, in physiology. I think you're, you have your CSCS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the one thing about Gunner that would surprise people that they wouldn't know about what you do? Cause you mentioned something about sleep. Yeah. Like I bet people don't understand the work you put in on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. What I, I, I do think that. I think people don't know that I get up at 3.45. I'm here at 4.30. Uh, I do my own workout. And then I start with people early. And then I drive down to the Lakers. And I, I'm there. And then I come back here and do that. And then I go home. And I have a wife, kids. And, and I'm an active participant in that as well. I think people think you, you reach a certain level and you just kick it. And, no, but it seems it seems you remind me of. It's funny. I was at a wedding last night with Viet Pham. He's an Iron Chef Food Network guy. At this own guy's fucking wedding, he took his suit off, put a shirt on, gloves on, and started making food because the line was moving too slow for his liking. And I'm like, that's why I love that man. That's pretty funny. And you've got that similar like feel. Like this is a lot more than a job to you, or a lot more like this is your, your passion. This is never a job. Yeah, it's your thing. It's a thing. And I was a fat kid. And when I learned through exercise and activity and movement that I could change how I looked, which changed how I felt about myself, which changed how I carried myself, which changed how people saw me, which changed how I saw myself, that's pretty powerful. What was that spark for you? What was the moment that you realized that you're a fat kid? Was oh, it? The, no, fat kid, I was 10 years old. Oh, I was a little what, what drove you into this? Like, was it, were you bullied? Was it like no, no, a was realization? Not, no, no. Like, was it, or you so smart, actually, <laughs> Oh, was it you just found your way in here and then realized what it could do for you? Uh, yeah, I started 
there was a thing. I was in boarding school in Switzerland. I was a fat kid. My mom, I said, I complained about it. And she said, do you want to do something about it? Or do you just want to keep complaining? And I said, I want to do something about it. And she took me to Weight Watchers because that's what you did in the 70s in Houston, Texas. So she took me to Weight Watchers. Uh, I, was in, I don't know that that's the right route, but that's what we did. And, and I don't need anybody to judge that, frankly. Um, and then when I was in boarding school in Switzerland, I still ate. It was bad food. It was like... You know, a pot of hot chocolate and three huge pieces of bread and butter in the morning before. I mean, it's crazy the amount of food. I look back at what I ate and I was like, geez, I should have been heavier. Um, there was a thing called a bull worker. It was a, you squeeze it in, you could pull these things, and it was like an in home exercise piece. And a kid had one of those in school, and I remember playing with that. But then when I got to college, I started lifting weights, and it just spoke to me. And, and I think nothing that I've known can have such a direct impact on how you look and feel. Were you scared shitless to go in? No. No, you didn't? No, no, no. All my fraternity brothers were, were uh, scholarship athletes, you know, football players, wrestlers, swimmers, and to go in there, they were all, all the football guys were all bigger than I was. I was never, I was never going to be the strongest guy in the world. So my thought was, I want to be like perfect form guy. So oh, yeah. I started reading anything and everything I could and I just tried to that was your thing. And some people say, you know, as a cop, I didn't want to push to be strong. That's not true. I pushed to, to squat heavy, to bench heavy, all that stuff then in the 80s. And now it's more like, can I knock out? That's why we talked earlier off uh, off mic about people bashing you on your form. Me. Oh, yeah. You know, that form, that guy's form is terrible. I'm like, no, it's not, dickhead. I meant to do you know, that like that. <laughs> the other funny thing is, is I look at you and as a 57-year-old man that's in damn good shape. It's like, I'm, I'm not going to criticize, especially if I got a gut hanging over my, my belt or I'm drinking soda. But it's like, no, I want to kind of learn from what, the, there's a reason this guy's yeah. doing this. He would Get think. on my level, bro. You yeah. know? And that's cool that you're doing that at 32. Yeah. I'm 57. One of the same people that criticize LeBron James because he misses a free throw or another guy who can't play. But you know that we always say this. Every guy in the world knows more about everyone else in two areas, fighting and working out. Because everyone's done a push-up, everyone's been in a dust-up, and it's like, I'm going to sit here from my little armchair quarterback spot. Well, you take, you take for granted that like we've all done PE, we've all had to do this, and that's why we all kind of have the same um, foundational knowledge, or the same knowledge base, so I can do that too. Yeah. Yeah, they don't realize how much you study, you work, you, you try, they have no idea. You've done stuff, how much you failed. Right. My, my kids, uh, when they were little, we were at a basketball game. And some guy was behind us and he was yelling at one of the players, you suck, you suck. And my son goes, Daddy, does he suck? And I said, if every team carries a full roster, there are 450 guys in the NBA, which means they're the 450 best in the world. Yes. There's not a person on the floor who sucks. Well, when you, period. It's disrespectful to do that. It's actually funny. There's a couple of guys that you might know. Ronnie Price is one. NBA guy played for the Lakers, okay. the Jazz, Phoenix Suns. Another guy named Mike Queer, who's a golfer. He yeah. won the Masters, yeah. Canadian yeah. guy. Trained at my gym. And I've had the opportunity to play basketball with Ronnie and play golf with Mike. Yeah, beautiful. And my my thing, I went to... And the, then you realize, actually, that you suck. Yeah, I went to a driving <laughs> range yeah. with Mike. Yeah. And there was uh, little balls 300 yards away. Yeah. And we were betting. I lost a lot of money that yeah. day. Yeah. He goes, what do you give me if I could hit that? Not as smart as you look. Ping, yeah. ping, yeah. ping. And I look at him, I go, how the fuck do you ever lose? And he goes, no, no, no. It's different yeah. when there's like people in a gallery. Pressure. And by the way, yeah. everybody else is 
good or better than me. And the same thing if you watch Ronnie in practice, he doesn't miss. Like, does not miss. I actually thought I could score a point on him. He goes, you will not get out of your own key. Sure. Think about tennis players. (laughs) Square up against anybody. Square up against Federer. Square up against Nadal. Yeah. You're not getting a point unless they want you to get a point. Uh, us as civilians, I wouldn't even be able to get a return. Yeah. I don't think. Little ace, well, ace, well, ace. Even if you're, even if you're serving, like, well, good luck. Good luck It'd be a you. crazy thing, you know. Well, this has been a lot of fun. We don't want to keep you. Thank, Thank you, you very much for Thank having you. us in. We appreciate Thank you, you making you guys time. Some great stuff. I follow both you guys. Um, not the scale stuff, but the, the rest of the stuff we do is hilarious. The fact, hey. that, the fact that you lift some of the way you do in your slides is comedy to me. I look at that and I show my money and I go, dude, he's in his slides. Like, seriously, look at this guy. Hey, listen, if you ever want to get on the get big train, I'm your guy. Come out to Salt Lake. I'll put you up in my basement. We have will, a sauna down there. We, All we the go, food. Because we, we play them, obviously, yeah. right? We say it, uh, what is that? Is that Great American? The Grand American. Grand American, yes. I will find you. Yeah, we'll, we'll be out there. We'll go for some food. We're having you on a mass game program. You'll we'll come back 20 pounds heavier one week. Honey, it was a weird road trip. I don't know why I'm this big. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. That's good. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. All right, so what an interview, Joe. Yeah, I mean, it was... It, there, there are times where I have learned to just sit back, shut up, and just suck things up like a sponge. Uh, that was That was intense. There was a lot of good info there. You know, one of the funny things to me that struck me about how he is, is, uh, I mean, we've communicated on, on Instagram, we've mm-hmm. communicated DM, text message and stuff like that. But it's amazing that when you talk to somebody who's real, how much your values align. Yeah. Like there was a lot of stuff that he was saying that, that I wanted to just say exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. I wanted to cheer. I mean, somebody who's in the industry that's doing the, the, the same things that we are really. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's almost like you meet somebody, you, you. Don't know that anybody speaks your language, and then you beat somebody that speaks it word for word. Yeah, it's kind of how but, I felt. But he relays it differently, you know. Like we're we're kind of the tough love crowd, and and he's definitely. I, I think he has the capacity for that, but his his brand, his personality is different. Like different people need to hear things in different ways. So he's almost talking to a completely different audience. But it was super inspiring to know that that we see eye to eye on so much that has to do with training, with fitness, with health, with lifestyle. I mean, like you said, it's like, yes, exactly, right, preach on. Uh, so I, I, it's very inspiring for me. Like, I feel uh, validated. A lot of what he said is exactly the stuff that that resonates with me and I think resonates with the people that listen to this podcast. Yeah, and one of the biggest things I picked up on, and I want to cover this a little bit before we go, mm-hmm. is really the 168-hour week. Yeah. Like, he was talking about how much he trains people. Two hours, three hours, Mm -hmm. four hours, six hours. And all that means is people have another 160 plus hours to fuck shit up. Yeah. Like really, like there's only so much you can do in the gym and then the rest is up to you. Yeah. And so you talk about the kind of dedication and actually J-Lo came up. Yep. Because at 50 years old, I mean, at any age, J-Lo looks incredible. She always has. Let's let's get that straight. But. I mean, at 50 years old to be doing what she's doing mm-hmm. is is absolutely incredible, but it goes beyond just the training. Yeah. Like, she's got to be sleeping eight hours a night, mm-hmm. taking care of herself, watching her nutrition. And that was one of the things that he was saying with the people he trains is that, like, if you want to get a real result and you want to work, you've got to do all these other things right. Yeah. And that he's not going to be the nanny, you know, no. like you're a grown adult. You need to do these things on your own. And, and I think he's absolutely right on that because if 
If you go into, uh, let's say you're trying to do a body transformation and you're expecting someone to slap the donuts out of your hand, you're going to fail. Absolutely. Like you have to take ownership of that. And it also shows you that the gym work, I mean, I don't want to say this because I don't want to cut our own throat. Mm -hmm. The gym work has to be done. Yeah. But it shows you how small a part of the equation it is too. Like, yeah, you got to work out and you got to have a good program and all that stuff, but you can have one of the best trainers on the planet. And if you're not willing to sleep, eat, Mm -hmm. de-stress, do everything you're supposed to do, you can really monkey that up. And I loved how, like we talked a little bit about the, you're an expectation adjuster. Yeah. yeah. Which I absolutely love because we do that all the time. Like, hey, I want to get ripped in six weeks, but I only want to train three times a week for 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to get ripped in six weeks. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just not going to happen. And I love how he says he's not the nanny. He doesn't baby people. Yep. He doesn't fire clients. Yeah, that was really he interesting. Doesn't, you know, I think it's just like he tells them, this is what I can do with this level of commitment. And mm-hmm. this is what you get. Yeah. You decide. So hopefully you guys learned a lot from that mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, there's I, a, lot a lot of great, great things there that you can apply to your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, like I said, that 168 hour thing about like, there's a lot of work to do, not only in the gym, but outside of it. Yeah, you got to like, live it. All those little things add up. So... Uh, Hopefully you guys enjoyed that as much as we did. Mm -hmm. We will see you next week.